Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Everyday Theology, where we connect theological truths to everyday believers. My name is Ben Campbell, and I'm sitting with Dustin Walters. Thanks for uh, joining us. Dustin, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. Glad to be here on the show. I'm just thankful that we've been able to get some more content out there before our readers and listeners between the blog and the podcast. We've uh, both had a life happening, and so now we're actually able to to get together. And I love this, man. I, I just love the conversation. It's very stimulating for me. Yeah, we're having such a good time. And, uh, you know, we some things need breaks. And, you know, uh, so we took a couple months off there in August and September sort of to uh, revamp everything and sort of just take a break and uh, think about what we'd like to to do next and speak of next and all that. So uh, today we have a um, a good worthy topic that I think is going to be beneficial for those listening. And uh, so I want to set this up in such a way just to kind of give everybody a little bit of perspective. Um, in the post on our assurance of salvation, one of the things that um, that I said. I guess I can take take the blame for it, uh, but one of the things I said is that it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what how many four letter words you say or how many times you read your Bible or you know how many times you mess up in a day. You can know that you are saved because of the finished work of Christ on the cross. And we want to say a hearty amen to that, and that is the the biblical assurance and the biblical means for assurance is Christ's work on the cross for us. But at the same time, we were talking before we got on air. Uh, we don't want to throw the assurance baby out with the personal holiness bathwater. So, um, so what we want to do today then is we want to um, kind of talk about your pursuit of personal holiness. Um, how do we uh, reckon assurance of salvation to the finished work of Christ with the commands in Scripture to personal holiness and to pursue Christ likeness? Well, Ben, I think that the issue really comes down to where is the direction, the orientation of our total personality. Um, as an unbeliever, the orientation of heart is going to be bent, proclivity toward sin. We we all have a proclivity towards sin, uh, towards depravity, right? We agree that we're all born sinners and that we're justified exclusively through Christ's work on the cross imputed through faith. But once you become a believer, there is a new direction. You know, the word for repentance, metanoia, is a changing of direction. So we can't really say that we're walking in faith and repentance if there's no change of direction, which we can't facilitate. The Holy Spirit facilitates it through the word, through the church. We could talk about what is the role that the community plays on personal sanctification. However... The difference in a believer and an unbeliever is simply this. A believer is going to follow Jesus and do what Jesus did. First John 2, 6, uh, King James here, forgive me. This is how I memorized it all those years ago. <laughs> he that saith he abideth in him ought himself so to walk even as he walked. Does that mean yeah. you're going to be perfectly like Jesus and perfectly obey the Sermon on the Mount? No. Um, we are not those who believe in entire sanctification here at Everyday Theology. It's a process, but there has to be some growth from, you know, pre-Jesus to post-Jesus. How has Jesus changed your life? That's so important. 
the the whole idea of personal holiness is um, something that every believer should be um, consi- considering in their life. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about bearing fruit in one sense or another. Um, some people, uh, like a lot of guys who try to push the discipleship ministries, will say, hey, you know, if you are a disciple, you're going to make disciples and you're going to bear fruit. Um, and, and that's all true and that's all right. Um, <clears throat> but I think of uh, Jesus in John 15, even he says, every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes. And then Jesus commands us to remain in him. So, again, we have this, again, the, the conditional element of remaining in Christ through faith. But we have the command from Christ here also to produce fruit. But you can't produce fruit unless you're attached to the vine. And, uh, and that's exactly how, uh, I, how John uh, pins these words from Jesus, is that you do not produce fruit unless you're attached to the true vine who is Jesus Christ. Um, and that, that's so important. So, uh, Dustin, how do, how do you think we should, how do you think the pursuit of holiness works in the Christian life? Maybe try to kind of navigate through this journey uh, for our listeners. The How does it work in our daily life as believers? I think a couple of things come to mind. First of all, there is the submission to the local church. There's the hmm. submission to the local church. And in our culture, in our context, we too often take church membership lightly um, but when we baptize new believers, we really should disciple them. Uh, so there's a built-in component to sanctification. Implicitly, we believe the more you're exposed to the word, the more the spirit's going to convict you of different things and things will be brought to the light. If you never submit to the word in the context of the local church, um, you're not going to grow in your faith. So I think the first element would be the local church. The second element would be, while everyone's at a different place in their journey of reading the Bible and we should never read the Bible as a legalistic checklist, there is a component of personal growth. As you submit to the Bible, you're going to encounter sin. Uh, You're going to encounter things that you need to confess. Um, And that's just the Holy spirit has a way of working all that out, Ben. So how does that work out in our daily lives? There has to be people walking with us accountability. And there has to be a personal like desire to grow mm-hmm. in it. Um, you may be lost sometimes and not know where to read or what to read. And we recently talked about delighting in the Bible and some ways that people could do that. But it all comes back to this sanctification because there really is no growth apart from attachment to the vine. Jesus is not physically here on earth. So how do we attach ourselves to Jesus? We attach ourselves to the word and the church. Yeah, that's so important. And I I think it might be good to just sort of, uh, you know, let our listeners know that that what we affirm is the ordinary means of grace when we talk about spiritual growth and spirituality and and even, you know, faith and practice in a broad sense. We we affirm that that it is the word and prayer and the ordinances that are the means God has given us to to grow in Christ and to please him and to worship him and to um, to honor him with obedience. And I think it's important also, uh, I, I'm glad you gave the nod to delighting in the Bible, 
because I think that's a that's a massive uh, precursor to sanctification and, and and a progression of growth and holiness is you don't grow if you're not delighting in the Bible as God's word and as as God's revelation of Himself to you. you the way you grow in holiness is by getting to know the Holy One and uh, you do that by his word. So we have to we have to understand that in one sense, these things build on one another, right? They're um they're they're almost like stepping stones in one sense. Um and so we delight in the Bible to know God, and and then we delight in the Bible to know God to become like him. In, in our thoughts and in our, our, our hearts and in our actions. Um, I, I just, I, I think, what, what do you think are some practical ways that, that we can maybe solidify a, a steady growth in holiness? Because we, we often think of a growth in holiness as like a, a start and then there's just this upward progression but that's just not how it works. I, I tell our church all the time that holiness is not just like a starting point and then a straight line to the to the stopping point. It's it's like a heartbeat. Well, and you, you capture a really important image that those who may be listening in their cars or wherever they may be listening, we like to think of sanctification as a, a linear chart where the chart is kind of this horizontal line in the upward direction. Wouldn't it be nice if sanctification worked <laughs> that way? But Boy, it more works like there's a growth that's in that direction, but there's kind of a circle. So it's think of the onion layer. I've heard it described this way. God will bring something to your heart and say, hey, Ben, uh, this thing, you need to work on that. And then you work on it. And maybe maybe in our pride and our, our depravity, we get like, man, I, I did good with that thing or that sin that I was struggling with. And then years down the road, how often does God do this where he'll kind of bring us back to that thing and say like, yeah. well, there's actually more to that. The reason you do this is because you don't think I'm enough or whatever. Mm. You know, uh, <clears throat> I often tell our people um, at our church that sometimes, sometimes sanctification is one step forward and two steps back. You know, sometimes sanctification is three steps back. Sometimes sanctification is three steps forward, right? So uh, it's it's not just um, like that. Like we're just walking forward until we we get to this place of perfection and glorification. Um, we're not just completely. Of course, we don't affirm Christian perfectionism or that that second work of grace or anything like that. Uh, like like a Wesleyan Arminian would would affirm, and so we don't um, we don't affirm this idea that that we just walk forward uh, in that way. So, Dustin, let's think about some uh, practical ways that we can grow in sanctification. Practical ways growing in sanctification. First of all, Ben and I are not here talking as experts um, in the Christian faith or as experts in this growth of sanctification. Um, and by the way, some people may be wondering, why are we using the big fancy word sanctification? The Bible uses it just like the Bible uses the word justification. Um, yeah. Justification, one status before God through the imputed righteousness of Jesus. Sanctification, 
is connected to the justification because it's growth and holiness. Um, and as we grow as disciples, we're going to grow in holiness. So what are some practical ways to do that? Uh, number one, I would just say begin with prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit to to search your heart as the psalmist did. And, and you know, the psalmist prayed this, Ben, if there's any wicked way in me, reveal it. Mm-hmm. I think we should ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, reveal sin, reveal areas that I'm disobeying you. Is it comfortable? Does it feel warm and fuzzy when the Holy Spirit says you need to stop doing this thing? No. But as many as he loves, he rebukes and chastens. And so what kind of father would you be to your two boys if you didn't discipline them? If you just let them do whatever they wanted to do. So the first part is ask the Holy Spirit through prayer. Number one. Number two, I think as we ask the Holy Spirit what we need to grow in, we maybe need to also have uh, two or three trusted brothers and sisters that say, hey, man, um, what are some things that you see in me that uh, you think I need to grow in and why and what can you do to help me? So there's an accountability aspect that I think we're missing in the church where Mm -hmm. we never talk about sin. We never confess sin either corporately or privately. And um, people are kind of left to deal with their struggle on their own. Uh, There needs to be two or three people, safe people. Uh, So maybe instead of just praying, Lord, reveal where I've gone wrong, maybe we need to pray, God, send me a community of accountability uh, because there's not going to be growth and sanctification unless there's accountability. Um, There has to be prayer in the Holy Spirit, accountability. And I was was just going to add to that accountability issue that's why the local church is so important and i think that's why other than your personal individual relationship with christ and his word the local church is that next step like it can't go is very countercultural because people in our day ben are like me and jesus have our own thing going on i never open my bible i never go to church but i'm a christian yeah the apostle paul would have a heart attack if he were to encounter today. Yeah, I think he had a heart attack in the first century a few times. <laughs> but you know, uh, it is important that people want Jesus without the Bible in the church, and you don't get Jesus if you don't have his word and his bride. Exactly. So we've got prayer, asking the Holy Spirit. We've got accountability. A third way to grow in personal sanctification would be read the Bible and good Christian literature. There is a difference in good Christian literature and so-called Christian literature. So Ben and I, from the start, we're not going to throw any stones at any other ministries. Uh, But there are some ministries out there that make you believe some kind of positivism uh, that is, uh, you know, everything's great. There's no trials in this life. If you just have more faith, then your anxiety will go away. Uh, I, I think that my bias is is revealed and that I'm against that sort of thing. But we want you to read things like Don Whitney. We want you to read things like the English Puritans. We want you to read things like, uh, you know, Mere Christianity and C.S. Lewis. I'm just talking on the cuff here, Ben. Maybe you can jump in and say, aside from the Bible, what are some recommended things that will help everyday believers grow? I think about yeah. people like Foster. Um, celebration of discipline. I think about John Jerry Bridges. You know, Bridges. Jerry Bridges has one called yep. um, "The Pursuit of the Holiness." Pursuit of Holiness. Yep. So, what are some other yep. resources you might recommend in addition to the Bible to help people grow? <clears throat> well, I don't want to be that guy, 
But uh, if you are a pastor, I wrote a little book called Expository Preparation, and it deals exactly with this issue. Um, it deals with how you ought to prepare your own soul to preach. Um, and it what it does is it applies the spiritual disciplines to your role as a pastor. And so that's enough of that. I don't want to I don't want to just talk about my book the whole time. Um, again, Donald Whitney is second to none. Um, Joseph Hall and his book on meditation of Scripture is a good um is a good a good work as well. Another good book that is um is actually uh newer. I think it came out in like 2018 or 2019. Um and I'm oh it's it's I I just remembered the title. I was trying to think of it. Uh it's by Matt Smethurst and his and uh it is called How to Eat Your Bible. Um I think that's the title of it. And uh, we'll put all these books in the show notes by the way uh for you to like look at and all that. But um <clears throat> But uh, how to eat your Bible is um, a super super short book. Um, it's it's like the size of a Gideon Bible, I and mean, it's really little. But uh, I, I think those are some good resources. A man you you refer to someone like um, Martin Lu- or, or I'm sorry C.S. Lewis and uh, the Puritans. Um, Though the Puritans were so concerned with how to read the Bible and study it, and then obey it in their lives and live live pious lives for the glory of God. So, Dustin, any concluding thoughts here before we jump off here? Well, we must all ask the Holy Spirit's help as we grow in sanctification, Ben and I included. And we hope this podcast today has been helpful for you as you think about this. Listen, if you feel far from Jesus today, we want you to know um, that you're never too far from grace. If you still feel conviction in your soul, uh, there's encouragement to know that you have not committed the great sin of apostasy. So long as you Mm. feel conviction for sin and you want to pursue holiness, brothers and sisters, we can close on this promise today. James tells us, Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. No matter how many times you messed up, no matter how many times you haven't been faithful to your Bible reading, your prayer, your submission to the Christian community, start today. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you, dear disciple. Yes, that's such a good word to end on. Thank you so much, dear listener, for uh, listening to us. And uh, we hope that uh, this word on sanctification and uh, the pursuit of holiness encourages you to continue your walk with the Lord in a progressive way, um, even if you're going through a dark day, even if you're going through a tough season of drought, uh, that you will cling to Him and uh, because He will keep you. So uh, thanks for listening to us at Everyday Theology. For more information, you can go to everydaytheology.co. And until next time, we pray that this truth reaches you for your good and for God's glory.